Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly podcast. This is episode 660. We are in year two of Batman News Weekly. And I'm going to tell you as a disclaimer right now, if I sound like shit during this, I feel like shit. So <laughs> I apologize right now. I've been off the last two days. Clay had to work today uh, from my body, just not feeling great. I don't think I have the Rona, by the way. I think it's just allergies. We got a cool front here in Texas. It felt amazing. <laughs> cold front 84 degrees yeah that's the (laughs) that's hoodie weather for us here um but uh yeah so like i don't know if it blew in something and i just have allergies or what the case is but my body feels like shit uh and then there was a presidential debate and that just made me feel even worse so yeah it it was a shit show we're not gonna talk about that here but it's you know we're aware of it and it was fucking awful um but we have a lot of comics news for you today, so we're going to knock out the entertainment stuff. We have three Jokers. That's the last thing we'll be talking about, so if you want to hear our thoughts on that, wait till the end of the podcast. Uh, Black Batman news stuff as well yep. uh, in this new issue of uh, Joker Warzone. Yep. And, um, but right now, we're going to go ahead and knock out some of the... It's very minimal entertainment news. Uh, first of all, we got a release date for the... This is a new animated... I, I really don't know much about this. Death of the Family, right? Yeah, so... So basically, the movie that you have seen, Under the Red Hood. Yeah. So it is that movie with a feature with only the physical form of the movie. So if you buy this digital, you will actually get like four different versions of the movie. But Uh if you buy it physically, you can actually get your remote and physically make the different choices or digitally technically with your remote. Make Mm -hmm. the choices... Uh, that they give you when prompted when watching the movie. So you can choose whether Jason lives or dies. Oh, this is that same one? Oh, okay. Oh, I get it confused with Snyder's fucking death of the family. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah. So the release dates for that are October 13th. Yeah. um, That was new to me when I found out that if you buy the digital form, they'll just give you four separate movies. Yeah. And then if you buy it physically, uh, you get to manually make the decision, which I feel like is a little bit more fun. So I think in this instance, I might actually buy a physical copy of this movie. Yeah. See, now I don't know if I want to do that because I'm really trying to get away from same here. I'm, I'm, I'm very much a digital person now, uh, Mm -hmm. basically starting this past year. And, I why think can't I would, you do that digital? That's kind of dumb. Yeah, it really is. I don't know why you play they, video games like that. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. Just very odd. Yeah, so that'll come out October 13th if you want it. Also, by the way, if if you're listening to this podcast and you randomly heard charging battery, uh, my fucking headphones are saying that they're plugged in. It does it on my on my YouTube videos. I don't know why. It just oh yeah, it that does. Sound. Well, it, it also we we can hear it uh, on your Twitch streams. But. Yeah, that I can understand. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. So if it's on this podcast, I apologize. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it happens really quick, but it happens. It's, they're almost dead. That's why I'm plugged in. All right. So that is that. If you want to buy that, that is there. Um, now, the CW just started filming again, and they're off again. Now, they're off not because anybody actually has the coronavirus. But it's for the fact that, like, due to the new laws in Canada, like, per, like, so many people entering, 
whatever uh i forgot uh not region they're they, they're called certain things i can't canadian uh, friends help providences me. providences Maybe? yes okay cool yes uh the different providences if there's a certain amount of people that enter that basically everybody needs to stop what they're doing and they they freaking just quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. so they're quarantining for now uh everything should be back on schedule after another two and a half weeks or so um but yeah uh, it, it was very odd that all of a sudden that like due to the fact that they're just like hey maybe we should put the entire cast and crew yeah in here which i don't think was necessarily smart but mm-hmm. i mean they got to do what they got to do so yeah and that's what the nba is doing right now so you know you do what you gotta do to keep their business going i guess um so yeah that's there they started filming they stopped filming but uh other cw news that we got is one we got to see what the uh batwoman is going to look like in her suit mm-hmm. um you kind of scared me with the idea of them possibly doing a different mask uh, it looks like she has the same mask right now. Yeah, with the same hair. Um, it looks okay. Yeah, you know? it, it it looks fine. You know, we there was there was images before this of her actual like civilian clothes. Yeah, and uh, like some sort of convenience store or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, then they did because I feel like because of that leak, they decided to post like an actual like uh, test footage yeah. of her in the suit. Now, she was quoted uh, for saying that throughout the season, she will be getting uh, her own spin on the outfit. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. Yeah. But I mean, it it's it's so weird because the overall notion of this change on Batwoman is negative. Yeah. But it's so negative. People want to see it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay. I want to see if this is an actual dumpster fire or if it's just like, meh, you know, so like the presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God. Uh, yeah, I have uh, no interest in this show whatsoever. I wish it all the success. I hope it blows it out of the park. I hope it brings in new comic book readers of, of people of color. I hope it brings in new eyes to the show. As somebody who was starting to watch the show and then found this out that they were just going to get rid of, you know, Kate Kane and just bring in somebody new, I lost all interest in this show whatsoever. Well, apparently that is you said in I don't know if it was the last podcast or the episode before that, but mm-hmm. you said that uh, there was going to be two mysteries driving this season. Yes. One of those mysteries is, in fact, Kate Kane's uh, disappearance. Yeah. So. It's not necessarily that she is dead or that she just like magically disappeared. It's something that they're writing into the story. So I am pretty sure who was that actress that we said was going to be Kate Kane. Oh, uh, Willow something. Yeah. Day. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Wallace Day. Wallace, Wallace Day. Day. Yeah. I feel like she is going to be Kate Kane. Like she will be the one that comes up when they're like, where's where's Kate when we need her? And then she's yeah. just like, boom, I'm here. But why, you know, like just replace her at that point. Cause you're never going to get rid of black Batwoman, right? Like it's never going to happen. Cause the optics would be so bad. Oh yeah. yeah it would be so bad. So you're going to bring in Wallace day for cameos every once in a while. But what if 
what if this new spin on Batwoman is actually a creation of an entirely new character for the show, and then she's okay with giving Batwoman back to Kate? I mean, yeah, I guess I I could buy into that. Um, I still think there would be some backlash, you know? Oh, I'm Um, not saying that there wouldn't be, but I think that if they were to write it well enough mm-hmm. and talk to this actress and be like, Hey, would, is this okay? Or do you think we are, you know, just spitting in your face at this point? Yeah. I, I think they're having those discussions at least I if, mean, if my, cool. if my uh, prediction is correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, uh, it would be nice. Cause I just think again, like, it makes no sense at this point. Like, unless you're recasting every role in that thing and it's just all brand new, I just don't get it, you know? Because we already got all those relationships that got built. So yeah. that's my biggest thing. I just It just feels like rewatching a whole new series, and I'm not for that. Um, another thing that we uh, did see coming out of Batwoman is that Victor Zaz is going to be in the series. Um, Zaz was cool in Gotham, Mm-hmm. But that show sucked all together. So Zaz wasn't that great. Because if I'm not mistaken, in that series, Zaz, you only ever saw the scars like once. And he never talked about him again. Where that is Victor Zaz. Every time he kills somebody, new scar. All the time. Every scar on his body is somebody he's killed. Yeah. Um. So if Batwoman doesn't do this, like have him killing people and putting on a new scar, I don't care. It's just another bald white guy in a suit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I think they need to play... Well, especially, I feel like Arrow got dark at points. Now, of course, it did get a little lighter near the end, mm-hmm. uh, or in the middle seasons, actually. But, you know, it got pretty dark, and I feel like CW would be okay with getting to that point where we actually had a comic book accurate Zaz. Yeah, um, I hope so. I mean... But uh, it's one of those things where we shall wait and see. Yeah. Now, this is something that I'm excited about. Now, I know you've listened to some of these before, but uh, we got word of this. This broke at Fandom, right? This uh, Batman podcast thing. It may have. Now, this does string all the way back to, gosh, I believe it was March or April. Oh, it when might have been before Fandom, right? Like it was, this? it was way before Fandom that uh, I believe it was CBR that broke the story mm-hmm. that DC Comics actually had a partnership with Spotify. Yeah, and I think this is what is spinning out of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the 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 story that we're talking about is David S. Goyer is writing an all new podcast series called Batman Unburied. Yes, now. In my mind, I'm like, Batman's grave? What? Like, yeah. that's basically it. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> God, please not. Hey, it I is literally at... like 400 pages of just fighting and nothing at... happening. All you hear is the, the mm-hmm. put Tom King's script in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> bah, bah, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the whole podcast. But, but at least it's not Warren Ellis. Yeah. Anyway, uh... <laughs> This I I I really do enjoy these. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, the first one I listened to was actually um, the Wolverine one, the Marvel one. Uh, mm-hmm. The one after that was the most recent Sandman by Neil Gaiman uh, and 
David S. Goyer has a lot of credits to him. He is very good at what he does. And I think he's a pretty good person to don the script. I think it'll be fun to listen to. Um, I told you that if, if needed, because I'm not entirely sure how their relationship with Spotify will be, whether these will have commercials or not, if I need to, I will open, like, I will actually get a subscription to Spotify for this. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to already have one because I stream, so I want music, so I already have Spotify. So this would be cool to listen to. Um, I am not somebody, I love audio dramas, but I'm not somebody that actually listens to a lot of audio dramas. But I did listen to one recently that was of Doctor Who, and they do these extra episodes with the original actors that I think is very fantastic. And it was with Peter Capaldi. And they tell the story so well that you can, well, it's funny because me and Clay had this discussion recently that I can imagine everything that's happening when it's being told and said. But I've also learned recently that there are people out there that when they read things like Harry Potter, they cannot imagine what is happening, which blows my that's mind. That's insane. Yeah, it's very, I don't, I, I would love to know if there's a term for it. It has to be. But yeah, there are apparently people that cannot imagine what is being happening when they read and I'm assuming when they hear. So yeah. maybe audio dramas are not for them. But I am somebody that can imagine the whole fucking thing happening when I'm hearing it. So the Doctor Who episode that I listened to, which was on YouTube, actually, was really fantastic. So I'm excited for this. If it's Batman, we will definitely cover it on this podcast. Uh, we'll listen to it and then we'll talk about it, give our opinions. Uh, so I'm excited about that. If I'm not mistaken, he wrote what? BVS? He wrote BVS. He did... Uh, I believe he was attached to... To Man of Steel? Uh, Man of Steel, he was attached to. It says here... Because um, I know BVS was what, like co-writers? Yeah. I don't know if he did everything. Uh, but... He he was Man of Steel and co-written uh, BVS. And he also wrote a... Uh, what was it? A, a Kryptonian... Well, I say Kryptonian, but it, it was a book called Krypton. Mm -hmm. uh, which told the origins of it was basically the show like the show krypton uh, okay. he, he wrote that and he also he also worked on that he worked on the show krypton so oh nice yeah so nice. he is very much attached to wb to uh the dc comics label uh so he knows his stuff uh yeah we'll check that out that from my understanding oh i should since we did talk about this on the last podcast my dumbass uh, actually got on the wait list for one of those prime studio, one studio statues. <laughs> so from, I, it might've been the podcast, to be honest. I don't know. I was looking at these prime one studio statues last week. Cause we had this big event. There was this big event. They showed Batman hush, my favorite statue, all this jazz. And it was just, it was still on my browser history. And I was just like, hmm, let me just check them out real quick. Click. Yeah, Biggest and, regret ever. Well, it's because I joined the waitlist. So if you guys don't know how this works, a waitlist is basically all of them have been pre-ordered or bought. But you can join a waitlist. And if one of them becomes available, you're more than likely going to get it. So I'm on this waitlist. I don't think I'm going to get it because there's only 999 of these pieces available. But... If I do get it, it's going to be a good chunk of change, but it's also going to be fucking awesome. So we'll wait and see. I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I'm going to get it, but if I get it, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. 
and I'll probably make a YouTube video about it if I get it. But yeah. anyways, that is all the entertainment news. Uh, there's not really any other toy news or anything that we know about. No video game news whatsoever. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so the rest of this podcast, we are going to be diving into comics. But we have some interesting comic, I guess, news before we dive into Three Jokers and Warzone. First being that uh, our not-so-favorite writer right now is going to be jumping on Clay's favorite characters series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Snyder, uh, Scott Snyder, is going to be jumping on to Nightwing post-Joker War. Now, he has been teasing that he has had some sort of, excuse me, some sort of pitch that he was trying to get DC to latch on to. And I don't exactly know which podcast he was talking to, but there's a video on Twitter. You just search uh, freaking Scott Snyder Nightwing and the videos are all there. Uh, He was talking to two hosts and, you know, they asked his opinion on Rick Grayson. He said it was a really stupid idea. Uh, He doesn't know. Wait, did he say it was stupid? Yeah, he said that Rick Grayson was a stupid idea. Uh, Oh, that that gives me the okay to say if i ever get to dc that death metal was stupid because he did it okay i just want to know that so i can log it in my mental notes that i can talk shit about another writer's idea yeah he he definitely called it stupid um and he you know he for me i'm i'm 50 50 on this especially since recently we know that his headspace isn't all about dc right now it's mm-hmm. especially in his uh, in his indie stuff. And who knows, you know, this this upcoming week that we are uh, recording this, we're actually going to be getting the very first issue of his American Vampire 1976 or whatever it's called or 17 or 1916 or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be getting that It's a black label book. Maybe he is thriving there, but we don't know yet. So yeah. we will wait and see. But I, I loved his Black Mirror. Like it was yeah, very suspenseful. Was uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jock being on interiors. I love his covers. Uh, oh, it's, it's very... Jock again. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. But whenever it came to Black Mirror, that's mm-hmm. who was in on interiors. Yeah. And so we have no news. It's just for the fact that he is saying that he will be on Nightwing. Uh, so nothing as far as solicits have come out. So this may be in the new status quo of what DC is. And so that's Mm -hmm. probably why he's not allowed to say anything. Yeah. But, uh, it, I told my other host from comic book Legion, I said, I just need something new and worth reading when it comes to Nightwing, because I haven't had a, I haven't had a true Nightwing title since Tom King shot him in the head. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> well, but that's the story that mm-hmm. uh, Snyder is choosing to write. He is, uh, it is a story that KG Beast has apparently found out that mm-hmm. uh, Dick Grayson is not dead. And he is kind of upset that he wasn't able to get the job done. Yeah, and so they're gonna clash. Nightwing and KG Beast are gonna clash. There are debates on whether 
uh, Snyder will go heavy onto Tom King's story and ruin it probably, or on his own story of KG Beast during All Star Batman, which I heard oh. wasn't all that exactly wasn't all that great. It was garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, so we will see. That's that's why I'm fifty fifty. I'm hoping that it has a really good artist. So that way, mm-hmm. if it isn't great, I, it's still really good to look at. Um, I'm I'm really hoping for Dan Mora, but I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, but probably a not. man can dream. Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows where I stand on Scott Snyder right now. So I could, I could not care less about him being on Nightwing. I will say, I will say, that you know he has talked about that nightwing story before so hopefully it's something that he had in his brain and maybe even wrote a lot about when he was writing good stories in dc (laughs) and not metal um but he's his dialogue has went so far down the drain and knowing that grayson is that silly type of character i feel like he'll jump the shark with Grayson man see even with Grayson I was like I was like but I was just about to say that and then when you said jump the shark I was like no don't put that in my brain you're right you're right Nightwing is the type of character uh he he was like that in his own series he was like that Mm -hmm. in Titans he's the kind of character that is a little playful whenever it comes to him being Nightwing he is serious but at times he's he will always be the original Robin Mm-hmm. And we always know Robin as this person who has this playful banter that gets on people's nerves. He uses it for his advantage while fighting. Like, that's who Nightwing is. That's who Dick Grayson is. So I'm hoping that this new Snyder that we're seeing can still play along with that. Yeah. But if he goes too deep into it, it'll definitely start to sound and look like Bendis writing. So, yeah. Whew. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to dip out, so it's very surprising. I will say Snyder does better when he only has one book to worry about. Um, that's this what happened with Batman. Um, when he's not writing, you know, 50 titles that are going to come out in six months. Uh, so, you know, it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, I hope we get old Snyder back. But, you know, if he says something's a stupid idea... I mean, I'm totally cool with saying his writing sucks right now Um, (laughs) because, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like uh, we're going to talk about something else here in a little bit with Catwoman. But I I genuinely as a reader and somebody that, you know, moderately looks into this kind of stuff. I feel like Scott Snyder and Tinian have just decided that they want to do whatever they want and they don't give a fuck about anything that was good before them. And um, yeah, so I don't really, I don't really which, care to read which anything. Is, which is really scary because that's the way Bendis has told other people that that's how he writes. Yeah. Bendis does not take into account anything. The way he writes as if he created the character. That's yeah. his way of thinking because he thinks that's the best version of the character is the character that he writes. Yeah. And you can't say that for characters that have been a lot that have been an idea longer than you've been alive, you know, for sure. I think that's very idiotic of thinking like, Oh, I'm the best Superman writer because I put pen to paper with his name. 
Like mm-hmm. that is that is so ignorant to to think that you can do that with so much history behind him, you know? So Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I I just want twenty twenty to be over and hopefully, you know, DC comics will get better afterward. You know, with twenty twenty one. You know, I am banking all of my comic love on Batcat for 2021. That is all. If all I read in 2021 that's good is Batcat, that is all I'm going for. Like, I will live and die off of Batcat, which kind of is perfect to transition to what we're going to talk about right now. Because you and I are in the Catwoman subreddit. Um, We follow it. And there was a, from what Clay has told me, because I asked Clay to research something today while I was streaming. And uh, apparently on the Word Balloon podcast, uh, what is the writer's name? Uh, Ram Ram V. Now, John pronounced it Ram V. But I don't know if that's correct either. Well, back in the day. Well, no, because Ram and Ram are two different things when it comes to computers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um, But anyways, uh, in this subreddit post, it the, the poster made it seem like they just listened to the podcast and that the new writer uh, was going to be writing Catwoman in a different way and was not expecting Batman to be in it. And uh, so the poster on the Redditor assumed that, you know, Catwoman and Batman are breaking up in 100. And if you've never been on the Catwoman subreddit, it is a bunch of people that absolutely love the Bat-Cat relationship. Like one hundred percent love it. Like think think of the beehive for Beyonce and just mm-hmm. think of Catwoman instead of Beyonce. Like that's yeah. basically it. Yeah. It's crazy. Fanfic everything, they will eat it up in that subreddit. If it's Catwoman and Bruce, they love it. Um so uh Clay actually listened to the podcast. I have not listened to it, and you said it was overblown somewhat. It I felt that it was way overblown because if you look, I'm looking at my pod catcher right now mm-hmm. um and i'm looking at the word balloon it is currently well not currently but the actual episode of ram v's is an hour and eight minutes mm-hmm. at the 10 minute mark 11 minute mark they start to pick up the conversation around bat uh around catwoman talks mm-hmm. about how he uh, wrote one shots in the middle of Joel Jones's story, whether it be, he said like issue nine and then issue 14, I think he said. And then he wrote uh, a, a story in the anniversary issue. And then he talked about how he was going to basically move forward with Catwoman. So, she is coming back into Gotham. And I was writing down keywords of what mm-hmm. he was talking about just to be like, okay, if I'm going to take notes on this, I need to pay attention. And he said that she's going to be by herself. Yeah. And he is going to reestablish her as Catwoman, her as a character. So she's going to be wondering, okay, who is Catwoman? Mm-hmm. How if if I am Catwoman in Gotham, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for the city? And what does that mean for Catwoman as an individual? And whenever whenever something like that happens, 
usually not a whole lot of people will like it. No. Especially when you have just established a huge life-changing in a life-changing event like getting married. Yeah, which has not been talked about once and At all. especially if Tinian's going to blow it up. The worst thing for Ram V, Ram V, whatever, and Tinian is the moment Tom King's book goes on sale and everybody's like, oh my God, it's the best. Because then they're going to be like, look at this Catwoman bullshit that we're reading in her book where she's not with Batman. Like, it's so bad. Like, Yeah, so, so they talk about Catwoman and then immediately after, John asks, oh, so I assume Batman will be in the Catwoman title at some point. And all he says is, yes, I'm talking to James about how that can happen. Mm-hmm. And that is it. And the rest of the podcast is all about just like dark. Like, I genuinely thought they were going to go on to a conversation more than that. But it mm-hmm. literally took maybe less than two minutes. Wow. So. I don't know. Um, there's been some stuff that I like from Ram V other than just Catwoman. I, I know that he has worked on some random stuff throughout you know the last two years at dc i'm pretty sure he's Mm -hmm. written some justice league stuff i hear that justice league dark is not all that bad it's actually pretty good um and i think he's done some some flash stuff in the super saiyan wonder woman story no 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 that was a while ago Uh, but they are still dealing with the upside down man. Like he is Mm. a constant part of that story. So I don't know. Like I, I want to hope for the best, but knowing that Tinian will probably fuck this up. Mm -hmm. Like you said, whenever it comes to my Batman content, it'll most likely be Tom King next year. Good content. Yes. Um, Cause there'll be a plenty of Batman content. Yeah. Good content. Or probably be Tom King. Um, So here's my problem with Ram V's uh, reestablishing the character. Because I feel like everybody and their mom wants to reestablish a character that's been around for 80 years. You can't do that. Um, You can try to reinvent a character, not reestablish them. But um, the problem here is, and I told this when we talked about it, is the issue of Catwoman 25. It felt very much like, hey... Remember that amazing Catwoman run that happened with Ed Brubaker and, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the second writer. Will it, oh shit, Pfeiffer, the lame, Will Pfeiffer, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that amazing run? I mean, except for when Bruce wasn't the baby daddy. Everything else was great, <laughs> except for the baby daddy thing. That was the only thing I didn't like about that series. Remember that amazing Catwoman run? Well, I'm going to do that um, just with more stuff. That is going to be horrible. Because one, the story's been done. It's like Bendis fucking revealing Superman's identity again. Nobody cares. Uh, You know, Uh, it's like Joker taking over the city again. Nobody cares if you're not going to give us something new, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know. And the problem is, it's going to be hard to top Ed Brubaker. Like, he is amazing. And not only Ed Brubaker, because another really big writer that had a solo series was fucking Darwin Cook. Like, Yeah, his was great too. You, you, you have two of the greatest comic creators on a 
what some would believe at some point, probably at that point, was a C-list character still making really mm-hmm. good content. And now going to what we have today and there is an entire storyline. There's an entire world that you can play with. And they're like, nah, like yeah. that pisses me off more than anything that you can have really good stories with an established point in time right now in comics. And you're mm-hmm. just wanting to fuck everything up. Yeah, as much as I love Catwoman, and I absolutely love Catwoman, I think she is one of the characters that needs to go to only maxi series. She gets 12 issues to tell a story, and then we do another story. And then we do that. Because it blows my mind that we have not had an Ocean's Eleven-style heist story with Selina Kyle. Like, how has she not gotten a really good heist story? We, tr- we saw that bullshit they tried to do in Bat- uh, Catwoman 25, where she instantly goes into this building, everything gets done, bada bing, bada boom, they're done in 10 pages, and that's how she gets out of Joker War. And then now she's just in Alley well, Town. There was, there was also one that Joe, I don't even know if it was Joel Jones. I don't think it was Joel Jones, but that the, was a good one, though. The the Vo- the Voss with the mm-hmm. uh, Penguin? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. That one was good. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was short. But they need to have, like, her planning shit out like look we're gonna break into the white house right and but the white house has extra super security you have to get through 30 floors to get to donald trump's bunker that he hides in like no do you know what do do you know what needs to fucking happen what needs to fucking happen is that the world finds out that quote-unquote ted cord has just killed fucking deadshot Mm -hmm. and batman is investigating it but he doesn't want to look bad, so he gets his wife to fucking break yeah. into Ted Industries, like Court Industries. Yeah. And find out some like hard ass evidence, and then they get mixed up in the whole thing. That would be good. Yeah, like you could easily do a bunch of high stuff with her, but it gets into this like weird mystical zombies and fucking pharaohs and all this other random shit. Like for as good as as lady killers was with joelle jones she mm-hmm. went way out there with yeah. this story with catwoman i'm not entirely sure where she was wanting to go with that mm-hmm. i don't know if she was kind of forced to be like hey your story needs to be contained within this so that way you don't play with anybody else like i i would hate to hear that she had those kind of restrictions you know yeah it would suck um the the only other thing I hate about this Catwoman run is it doesn't look like we're ever going to find out how she met up with Batman. Unless Tom King writes it. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to find that out. Because, I don't think we will. Yeah. I Because the Catwoman run was supposed to go along with Batman until they met up again. So we were supposed to see how they met up. But for some reason... Uh, she had her wedding dress left at a truck stop in Ram V story in the Catwoman 80th special. Mm-hmm. And, and then she was just driving to Gotham where we know from Tom King's story, they didn't meet in Gotham. They met on like in the Himalayas or some shit in a fucking frosty mountain. Why was she there? Like, you know, what made her go that way? Like, did she know Bruce was going to be there? Blah, blah. There's a lot like, and I feel like you could tell that in a one shot or something. And I think people would buy it and think 
oh, that'd be pretty cool. And then, you know, read the rest in City of Bane, you know? Boom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that pisses me off. That feels like, as a reader and somebody that wants to write for DC in the future, there are few stories that I'm like, I'm going to finish that because it just annoys me so much. Like, I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate because by the time... They're like, know, God, uh, Juice, we are like, 20 years out of that continuity i yeah. want to finish it damn yeah. it yeah you never gave me the answer uh <laughs> do you want to write kevin smith's ending fuck no i don't want to write that no that's <laughs> terrible um but like yeah it just it just annoys me because i i guarantee you even even if it does take me 20 years which i hope it doesn't jesus um i would not be surprised if in the next 10 years we don't get anything close to what Tom King did with Batman and Catwoman. Genuinely don't think that. No, be, the and the reason why is because it was so polarizing and they fucked Tom King over for that. So I don't think any writer would like especially now, I within like you said within the, the next 5 to 10 years, I think writers will be afraid to have that kind of story. Yeah, I think you're going to need a you're going to need a want to be you're going to want that to happen, but you're going to need to be a big writer and come in and be like, look, I'll definitely write for you guys. I would love to have an exclusive contract or whatever, but I want Batman and Catwoman to be married and it's going to happen in the middle of my fucking run and they're going to stay married through the rest of the run. Um, you know, and if you want to fuck over my run after that, that's totally fine, but they will actually have a wedding. No bullshit bada bing bada boom and you won't i won't even make a big deal about it you know what i mean like we don't need fucking 50 issues of this shit you know um but yeah i don't know i think you would have to have a lot of clout to actually you know have dc like if donny cates right like mm -hmm. they were trying to court him like he was like yeah i'll come in i'll write after tom king but catwoman and batman have to stay together and they probably would have been like sure dude i can only imagine like i know he loves venom right now and he's like all over it and he's killing it at marvel but mm -hmm. just knowing that they were going to give Donny Cates Batman after Tom King. Yeah. It just like, it hurts. It really so hurts. I don't, I don't read a lot of Donny Cates stuff. So I don't know. Uh, everybody says he is like the Tom King of fucking uh, Marvel or maybe he's a Zack Snyder. I mean, Scott Snyder. I don't know. I don't read his stuff, but it, you would have had three solid writers in a row for Batman, which would have been fantastic. Yeah. Now it's Scott Snyder, uh, Tom King, and then <laughs> Tinian. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, speaking of Tom King, or I should say more speaking of his artist on Batcat, Clay Mann uh, jokingly dropped a new, uh, I guess, cover, maybe one shot, uh, pay, or I should say full spread, spray, yeah, full page spread, shit, um, of Batman and Catwoman on top of rooftops with Phantasm in the background casting a shadow. It looks so good. Yeah, it looks fantastic. He said, I don't want to sound cocky, but this kind of this bat cat story we're working on might be or is probably better than Watchmen and what else? Venom right now. Venom. And the reason why that is, is uh, a while ago, there was a a little joke going around with the artists and writers of Marvel and DC. And it was just a throwaway comment that I think Ryan Stegman had said. Uh, which is the artist for Venom that is just mm -hmm. like literally attached by the hip uh, with Donny Cates. And he actually drew a variant cover 
mm-hmm. of the first issue of I don't know. It I I think it was an annual or maybe not. I I know I have three copies of it, uh, mm-hmm. just because I thought it was hilarious. But it's literally the button, but venomized, mm-hmm. and instead of blood, it's like black symbiote, like going down. Like, do you know how in the actual comic you see the button on the street floor and like the yeah. sewage or rain is going through the drain? Mm-hmm. Now imagine that, but just like venomized like sludge nice and they actually published it they actually made it into an actual cover and which i didn't think was a real thing when i first saw it like when Mm -hmm. they put it out on the previews or the solicitations or whatever Uh, but when i learned it was an actual thing i was still working at my comic shop uh so i immediately went to my boss and i'm like okay i'm putting money down now and i'm Mm -hmm. buying three copies of this Uh, which he didn't care because he was getting my money but it was it was really funny. It genuinely was. So nice. it's just a small little back and forth. And I think that it's awesome that artists can joke around like that because they I mean, because I will not be surprised when Ryan Stegman does something just like this cover with mm-hmm. like two other random characters and he'll yeah. make another comment about it. It is it, just a little fun back and forth. Yeah, I believe when they were selling, oh, what was it Unstoppable Carnage or whatever that big event was that uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell more than Jim Lee or X-Men or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just playful banter. It's not really like talking shit or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was kind of cool. The cover is amazing. But the one thing I noticed was that it looks like Batman and Catwoman have new suits because she's not wearing the Joel Jones suit anymore. Mm-mm. she is like you can her armpits are covered and it looks like she, it's like a two-tone suit that matches batman it looks like her old school animated suit it looks gray mm-hmm. and instead of black gloves and boots it looks like it's like a dark blue which yeah. is matching what batman is wearing which is black i mean gray and blue mm-hmm and if freaking Tom King writes a gray and blue Batman, that I'm going to awesome. lose my shit. That would be fucking awesome. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he can give me everything I want. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he that would be amazing. I will say, though, that somebody did point this out. I don't know if it was on Reddit or where I saw this. But they were like, I don't like Batman's gauntlets. They're probably the worst I've ever seen. And I was like, huh, let me check them out. And I did check them out. They look like the Foot Clan gauntlets where you just slap them on with a wristband and only one side is like has the blades and the other side is just a wristband. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, yeah, that doesn't look that great. Uh, the belt looks amazing. I like the take on the belt. But it's... yeah, the the gauntlets aren't the best. So I see as that. much as I... Much as I love Clay Man, I do got to kind of call that out a little bit. Um, but for, for for the most part, that whole cover or whatever it's going to be is amazing. So it looks like his gloves go all the way up to his biceps. Yeah, so I was very confused by that too because it looks like a two tone color, right? Yeah, unless yeah, it's, it's just shadow. That's what I thought too, but I was like, that is kind of a perfect line for a shadow. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with this. 
it, it's not definitely not the worst suits I've seen. Um, but I mean, and even the way what if his gloves or gauntlets, what if they're purple? He's going like original, original. That would be interesting. I don't know if I'd like that. Um, because but... I'm starting to look at it. It it looks like because it now it may still be blue, mm-hmm. and because there's like red lighting, the red and blue could make the purple. Yeah, but if it is purple, th- I don't know if I would like that either. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of that, but it looks amazing. I think you know. I don't think I'm gonna be disappointed with the art. We are as we're recording this. It's already October first. Uh, we are two months away. So I'm just counting down the days (laughs) like I'm just ready for this fucking issue. Now, I'm assuming it's going to be probably like 22 to 24 pages like uh, Strange's. Well, maybe. Um, Well, because it is black label. It's black label. So they don't necessarily have a page limit Mm -hmm. because like we saw with Harleen, that book was freaking what like 90, 70 pages like 80 times, to yeah. 90 pages yeah mm-hmm. so but that was only three issues though yeah so and this is 12 you know. so you're probably right it's probably about 24 pages 20 to 24 pages yeah. uh so it'll be your standard comic but the best thing about it is they didn't even announce this until we knew for a fact that they had at least seven in the can mm-hmm. so we know that it's halfway through at the very yeah. least. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm so yeah, ready. I'm ready for it too. Um, I'm hoping that the hardcover will come out just as fast as three jokers. Hardcover is planning to come out because it's a month after the series is done. So Dude, I'm I would, I would honestly like if I was Tom King and clay man with how, like with how much they already have done, mm-hmm. I would totally already, like even before the first issue comes out, I'd be like, "Hey, go ahead and start working on the volume one, the first yeah. six volumes, or the first six issues, mm-hmm. and then put out the second, like maybe by the fourth, because you'll that first issue is gonna yeah. sell DC Comics on the fact that okay, yeah, we need to make more copies of this." And hopefully, this is what me and Clay were talking about this, and I posted it in the Catwoman subreddit. If you are somebody that wants Batman and Catwoman to be together, a la Lois Lane and Superman, a la any other big relationship, you have to buy this fucking book. Yes, you definitely have to do it. We have we have talked about it time and time again on other books. The readers are the ones that make the make or break these characters mm-hmm. we've seen it before we've seen like freaking tom taylor has written a great suicide squad somebody said uh today i was listening to a podcast it is uh what does he say he said uh uh it's full oh man i have the quote here hold on let me let me look at it real quick full because, metal jacket no 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 uh it was the fact that he was saying uh, how it it's not very... Uh, it says here, more taste, less filler. And he says, it's like the Miller Light in comic form. <laughs> That's a good quote. And, That's funny. And I was like, that is so good. Like, And, and apparently, the way... Uh, small little tangent, but the way Tom Taylor comes about his stories 
is he thinks of the entire idea before mm-hmm. he even starts to write. And then he knocks out the fluff in between and makes it a full story and then starts writing. Ah, interesting. So that's why there's not a whole lot of filler in a lot of Tom Taylor stories. Yeah. It's majority story, which gives the quote more taste, less filler. Mm-hmm. So they will quickly find out when there's huge, like I want the Batcat community to blow freaking Batman number one by Tom King out of the water. I don't know if yeah. it's possible because mm-hmm. that was well over a hundred thousand. Yeah. And right now during a pandemic, I'm not asking you to go over a hundred thousand, but if we can, that would be awesome. I'm buying two copies. Clay's buying three copies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm totally down to support the hell out of this book. I'm hoping other people will too. Um, just because I think it's gonna be fucking fire. And I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to read it. I'm just fucking two months can't come by fast enough. December will be amazing for this. But let's actually go ahead and talk about comics that we actually have read. And uh unfortunately. We're still in the Joker war. And uh, this is actually really interesting with what happened. So uh, they had this one shot come out. It's called Batman, the Joker war zone. And all it is, is a bunch of stories of other people doing stuff in Gotham with this war zone going on. Uh, We have what about five stories in here. We have one two f- four or five not i don't because there's oh wait no one two three four five yeah five or six okay all right uh so we're just gonna go in order and talk about this um and the first story is by james tinian and this one was i read it and i instantly told clay i was like you're going to hate it because Joker talks a lot. But I said it's actually a good story when it ends because of what is said in it. And so this is one of those instances where Tinian is actually a good writer with subject material that has come before him. I don't know what happened with fucking the first 85 issues of Tom King's run when he started writing his stuff. Well, we recently have seen this also with the conversation between Harley Quinn and Batman. We know that Tinian has the ability to write well, yes. but for some reason, he just doesn't want to do it for the entire 24 pages. Yeah, he and uh, this comes at the end as well. So maybe he's just <laughs> good with endings of stories. Uh, but anyways, to just cut out a lot of the fluff, as we would say, Joker breaks into Arkham, kills a few people because he wants to talk to Bane. And Bane is hooked up to this hardcore fucking gothic style machine that is sucking the venom out of him. Reminds me of something out of fucking Van Helsing, how like they would be freaking tying up fucking Frankenstein or something. Yeah, it looks like a crazy, creepy organ. Like the doo-doo-doo. Like, yeah. you know, fucking something insane like that. Or something you would see out of Stranger Things when they're trying to close the portal. Um, it looks insane. And Bane is, like, wrapped in these massive boat chains. Like, he's just, like, it, it looks like Spawn, actually. It kind of reminds me a lot of Spawn. Yeah. 
Um, so anyways, Bane just looks super massive here. And um, what happens is he's not here to listen to anything Joker has to say. He was like, what the hell do you want, Joker? And he's like, oh, you don't want to, you know, foreplay or anything like this kind of stuff. And he's like, no, just fucking tell me what you want. Like, I know what you want. And Joker comes in here and he's like, I've come in here to basically kill you. And the reason why he wants to kill him is because he's mad that Bane wasted his opportunity to destroy Batman. And this is what I absolutely loved because it kind of blew my mind. And it was very Joker that Joker was like, you had the option to destroy Batman before him. Granted, Joker's really pissed if you get to take out the Batman before him. But he was like, you had the option. You had the one thing that could break the Batman emotionally, physically, and everything. And you wasted the death of the butler on a Robin. And um, I would just never really thought about it that way. I really like that line. Yeah. What was it? He you broke the bird or something? Yeah. Instead of breaking the bat, you. Oh, wait, I think I actually wrote it down somewhere. But yeah. it says here. Uh, Let's it see. says here, uh, you're not the man who broke the bat anymore. You're the man who broke the baby bird. Yeah. And, like, that was really, really good. Um, And the crazy thing is, is Joker, he gives, like, this big speech, too, about who's all, I've come to kill you. Like, you're, he he literally says Bane is, like, the second biggest threat to Batman, pretty much, to aside from the Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he was, all, and he gets mad at him. He starts getting very angry. He's like, I want to kill you be here alone where nobody's around so people you'll have a very nonchalant death basically like you were born into nothing you'll die as nothing and um he was like that would be poetic basically what he's saying just because he was so mad that he took the butler card off the table and um i just thought it was very interesting and then uh he at one point he put on his old school mask which i really love um he put on his mask and he kind of just left him there in arkham and it says to be continued, which we're going to talk about that at the end of this, because there was a lot of this to be continued crap. Yeah. Um, but Joker basically says, uh, you don't know when you don't know where, but I'm going to kill you. And because of this, because he didn't break the bat properly. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was interesting because one one thing we don't get a lot of anymore is villains hating other villains. Like, they're just like, I'll work with you, buddy. You know what? Sure. Yeah, let's just try to take down the bat. But these are all egomaniacs that want to be the top dog. You know what I mean? And to see this idea of Joker getting mad that somebody could have basically taken the throne from him, you know? Somebody could have done something better than him. And him being like, you fucked it up. Are you kidding me? Like, I wouldn't have fucked that up. You know what I mean? Uh, I like it. It shows a different side of Joker that is very, very much something he would do. But I think it was the dialogue and some of the stuff he told Bane was done really well. Yeah, for sure. You know, I I really love, like I said, the the whole breaking the baby bird was really, really good. Uh, The intimidation of fucking just being like, you had the entire fucking city and you did nothing like just throwing all that in his face like he even goes along the lines of like uh which i i found really nice because you got to see gotham girl again 
Mm-hmm. But uh, you see the flashback of like, oh, you know, you, you had all of us here in Arkham. You even thought I was a part of your plan, but you did nothing. Yeah. And I I love how he leaves him. He says, uh, uh, like you said, uh, you will pay for what you do, uh, what you did. I'm going to see to that. You won't know when you won't know where or how uh, keep the mask. People might actually mistake you for something scary. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck he is like he is doing everything he can to belittle probably one of the biggest guys in gotham yeah yeah and um i it it's just it really is good uh you know and then i feel like tinian tried to do something a little uh ominous and poetic uh with the inner dialogue of mm-hmm. of the narrator whoever the narrator is yeah uh but this is uh the they called this story the serious house. Mm-hmm. I I want more of this Tinian. Yeah. Same. I really do. Because this Joker is not the Joker that we're that we're reading in Batman. No, he's not the Joker we've gotten in Nightwing. He's not the Joker we've gotten in I mean, Nightwing did have that crazy little moment where he burned that guy's face, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, which sounds weird, but I enjoyed it. Um <laughs> but it's definitely not the one we got in in Barbara's. Um, no, nope. Red Hood. He's not even in Red Hood story. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. And obviously in Teen Titans and whatever the hell Bendis is writing, Joker should have been in those too. Like I don't like that they tried to connect all of the Robins and everything, but they just decided not to on these other ones. Like yeah, what? Like all right, like as, especially if you're going to hark back to the point where Bane killed Alfred in front of Damien, yeah, and even for the fact that Joker is using Alfred's corpse right now, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna fuck with Damien, like that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be um, it, it definitely a missed opportunity. But of course, they have Batman fighting Robin right now because that's what we need um instead of telling that fucking hardcore story which granted i will say that's kind of the underlining thing that's trying to driving damien but still that story should have been told already um so from there we got john ridley's story now we talked about this on the last podcast because we heard whispers of them possibly doing these cops pulling guns on black people and how it's going to be super on the nose and I told Clay, I was like, well, it happens, but I don't think it's as bad as it sounded. Would you agree with that? Disagree with that? It it wasn't as bad as it sounded. Now, the circumstances of how this story starts mm-hmm. and what it implies, we have big issues with. Yeah. So let's before we jump into that, because I feel like we're going to go on on tangents on that forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a story. And at the end, let's let's knock out the the guns being pulled on them first. Yes. Um, The reason why they get pulled on them is Lucius has a gun because he's trying to defend his family. Uh, Batwing shows up and he fights all these jokers. Lucius kills some people. Headshots with a gun. Straight up. There's no getting around this. It's straight up. Then again, we saw Bane get a headshot, you know. So there's leeway in comics, but still, straight up headshots in in these panels. And the cops show up because Batwing called them. 
And they pull their guns on Lucius, and the family's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What we should point out is Lucius's face is still Jokerized. Yes. So you could be like, oh shit, he's a Joker. Let's pull, and he has a gun. Let's pull our guns on him. And the cop says that. The cop's not just like, you're black, shoot him. He doesn't say that. It's like. But in the circumstances of what is happening, the cop says, and I quote, gee, sorry, but you don't know what we're dealing with out here. And you look like, and then it cuts yeah. off. And then the black female officer says, Whitaker, just, just fall back, dude. Just, just yeah. like if I feel like if Ridley could really say what he wanted to say, it would be like, just sit the fuck down and shut up. Yeah. Like at yeah. that point. Uh, but the thing is, my only issue with that is that it seems like he's not fully jokerized. Now, there are points yeah. where he is smiling. You can tell that he is somewhat affected by it. But then there's other times where he has a straight face, not smiling or whatnot. So I don't know if he can like somewhat control it. And if he's not really focusing on it, that's when his smile comes back and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I made the assumption on Detective 1027 that he is probably still jokerized and that's why he's wearing the mask. Yeah, he's probably wearing the mask because of this interaction right here. Yeah, it's very much possible. Um, So just for those of you that have not been keeping up with the podcast or don't know is in Catwoman 25. She stole all the money back from Joker and she stole all of Bruce's money and she stole extra money to have distributed across the Narrows. And she gave this to Luke Fox. This is where we have a huge issue with this story uh, because the story is going on. We're getting, I'm assuming the inner monologue of Lucius, right? We're getting this inner monologue of Lucius. We see the whole family kind of uh, in their fancy house and um, they're talking about the thumb drive and it's the thumb drive with the millions of dollars in there. And now the interesting thing here is it says there's like, tens of billions of dollars in there i told clay i was like i feel like bruce wayne is way richer than tens of billions of dollars like, oh yeah oh yeah and i i just feel like that's a little kind of weak I, I don't know why they're not like jeff bezos in this shit like way well, up I, there I, I told you that whenever i think of whether it be bruce wayne or a tony stark in marvel mm -hmm. i think of a number that I can literally not write out. Like it would be impossible for me to even fathom that kind of money. Yeah. Like that is what kind of money Bruce Wayne has. And for them to put a lower number on that is, I feel like a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Cause like, I mean, granted I would take a 60th of this in a heartbeat, <laughs> but I'm just saying as a comic book character at, with Batman and all the gadgets he has and the properties and everything, 24 billion dollars or whatever just doesn't seem that much i mean jeff bezos farts that out every morning so like that's just something that i thought was very interesting um but anyways so we have the family talking here now you kind of did a little bit of digging and it seems like all of these characters have existed before just on different earths or something yes now uh we see uh, the little sister, the older sister, the mother, and of course, Lucius. Now, 
I know that the youngest daughter, the sister, mm-hmm. um, she has been seen in Future's End. She was yeah. Batgirl. Now, the oldest daughter, I've never seen her before, to be yeah, completely I can't honest. Say I have either. But we, well, you noticed it. I didn't think of it as anything until you pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. Is I believe it's the mother who says it about somebody oh, coming back home. Yeah, Tim yeah. needs to come back home or something like that. I think it's mm-hmm. near the very end. Or no, no. no. Um, yeah, it's it's time for Tim to come home. We were like, who the fuck is Tim? So I actually looked it up. Uh huh. You sorry. Yeah, you saw my face. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. Well, because one, I was about to point this out. Tamara, which I think is the sister, the older sister. Her necklace looks very much like Catwoman's belt from the animated series. Is she going to be Catwoman? But oh. look at her hands. They're like fucked up. Look at the fingers. They're all squiggly. In the same. What happened there? Like, it looks like somebody straight up ran her hand through a grinder. Like, it looks so bad. Like, that's what I was, like, shocked oh, by. God. Clay just, st- he stopped talking because, like, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, what? Was like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it looks so bad, dude. I don't think I've ever seen fingers that bad before. Oh, that's hilarious. That looks awful. Oh, man, like, that's awesome. I hope they explain that. Did the Joker smash her hands or something? I that, don't know. Yeah. I will say in a in the panel below it or on the next page, she is crossing her arms and her hands are not that particular hand is not fisted, so maybe she can't close it. So maybe it's like a birth defect or something. Man, but I'm just be saying super fucked up if it is and they're and now we're laughing at her for it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I don't know. Anyways, go but, for it. <laughs> but shit i even lost where i was oh tim so we didn't know who the fuck tim was so i dig some digging and apparently tim fox is an older son Mm -hmm. of lucius that is prominent on earth too not on this earth but i can probably assume that ridley was like Oh, I need another, you know, sibling Character. that is a male. Yeah. Oh, well, we can just act like he's on this earth, you know, not really knowing the rules of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably going to do that. He's probably just going to bring this character into this continuity and we're going to find out who Tim is. Yeah. He's probably going to be the Red Hood of the character, oh. of the groups. Oh, oh God. Um. So... So basically what happens is the three Jokers break into Lucius's house because he has this thumb drive. Joker knows about it. He wants his money back. Uh, Luke goes full Iron Man here. He has like a bracelet or glove or something that he's able to turn on and the whole suit covers his body a la Iron Man, which is what I've said from the start. I do not want an Iron Man Batman. It's the last thing I freaking want in this series, but it's possible we might get that. Uh, the suit looks cool, but I don't care about an Iron Man Batman. Um, so Lou starts kicking ass and does all this stuff. This is when Lucius is like, this isn't happening. Things need to change. And he gets his gun. Now, you know, he, pus- he you know pops a cap and some asses. And he points the gun 
at Luke and tells him to get out of here. And he's like, I can, I know about that suit. I designed that suit. I could design the gun that puts a bullet through it. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, why are you threatening your son like this? Um, but we could chalk it up to the Joker eye stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Luke flies off and the cops show up and then Luke is instantly back. He's like, whoa, 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 I called you guys. So that suit must be able to come off like that. Um, and everything we talked about kind of happens. And they say, like, it's time for Tim to come home and we got to be a family again, a la, as you say, the Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you want to talk about the big issue we have with this? Yeah, so the big issue that we have, um, and I can't remember which one of us pointed it out. I think it was you, because uh, you caught on to it for the fact that Lucius, well, the entire reason why Catwoman gave Luke this money was to give it back to Gotham, mm-hmm. not to give it back to Bruce, but give it back to Gotham so that way this the the people of Gotham can take back their city. Yeah. And Luke is like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's find a good way to do this, a safe way to do this. And Lucius is like, nah, we deserve this money. Nobody else deserves it. Yeah. And I didn't really catch on to that entirely until we started talking about it at work. And I said, how bad is this going to come off when John Ridley is writing a black family that steals billions of dollars? Yeah. That looks so bad, especially when they had the opportunity to save Gotham. Now, I understand that they're... uh, probably going for what is legitimately happening in real life for the fact that like not a whole lot of money goes towards black communities and you know it is a very good argument that you know they black communities don't get helped like at all yeah and so in order to get helped they now have this money and so they're gonna choose to help themselves but I'm sorry. What in the world are the five of them going to do with two billion or t- what was it, twenty four billion dollars? Like mm-hmm. you don't need twenty four billion dollars. Take a million each. Take yeah. two million each. And you yeah. still have a shit ton to help the city. And instead, he wants to keep it. Yeah, I was I I immediately got turned off by it. Now, yeah. again, I know we can make the excuse that him being Jokerized is really fucking with his brain, but at some point you have to say that maybe these are his thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an argument on why Luke would be Batman to begin with, mm-hmm. and it comes with this notion of, well, is Lucius really okay with it? Clearly, he's not. Mm-hmm. And I think we will start to learn more of that. And of course, Ridley's miniseries. And if he's going to go to the ongoing series, he goes on to that. But 
I don't know. It just it just felt really off when I read it. Yeah. So um, one thing I pointed out to Clay when we were having this discussion was that Bruce Wayne probably played paid Lucius very well to run Wayne Industries. So he's not poor. So he probably has millions of dollars himself. Bruce Wayne probably paid him fifth, like $5 million a year. We know in reality, there are people that are CEOs that get paid tens of millions of dollars a year yeah. to run businesses. Wayne Enterprises, like the Apple, not even the Apple, whatever the biggest, it's like Apple plus Tesla plus every energy company plus whatever Amazon. you can stack on top. Yeah, Amazon <laughs> on top of that. And so he could pay, which he has a CEO thing. Lucius is the top dog at Wayne Enterprises. So yes. he could easily be making tens of millions of dollars a year. That's what you would believe. Um, so he doesn't need money. And they look like they live in a very nice place from what oh, yeah. we see in this in this thing. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, since I laughed at the broken hand, uh, the dialogue does say the masks are out there. They're turned this city into the living hell. Everything they did to me, everything they did to Tamara. So it could be that somebody did fuck up Tamara's hand. So that's very possible. I just want to throw that out there since I laughed at it, but it caught me off guard. Um... <laughs> But the thing I do want to say is, yeah, him taking the money doesn't really make sense. It's that Luke's right here is like Catwoman wanted us to use the money to help people. We help people. This is Lucius. We help people by keeping them from getting killed in somebody else's war. We can finally end the nightmare. We can go back to being normal. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of like, well, I don't know if that's right. And that's when the Joker people show up. The thing is, is everybody knows that violence only brings about more violence and it's never going to end a war. So they're going to be just as dumb as the Bruce Waynes of the world thinking that they can just beat the shit out of people to end all the violence. You know what I mean? And this should be like the technological family here. This should yeah. be the family that has the smarts. Like Lucius creates a lot of Batman stuff. Luke Fox has built his own bat suit that is all very a la Iron Man. We know if you played the Telltale games that his daughter is very smart as well. And so this is just a very smart family and they could easily create their own characters and do the, you know, vigilanteism in their own way. But I guess they need billions of dollars to do it and they're going to steal it from Bruce Wayne. Um, again, we obviously don't know what happened to Tamara and her hand. Uh, we don't know where Bruce is at this point. Um, because why would Bruce be like, bitch, give me my money. Like what? <laughs> like why, uh, why would he be cool with that? Like, I don't understand that now. I don't know if it's because he's like, Hey Lucius, you know, make the money go back into those accounts that makes it look like I don't have all this, or it's not all going to Batman, whatever. Maybe I could believe Bruce trying to do that, but him just keeping it all. And Bruce is like, bitch, I got mortgage. I got stuff I got to pay. Like, what, what do you expect me to do? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. And I don't know if I, now I did throw this out there to clay. What if Ridley is going to make Lucius the Joker to Luke's Batman? That 
could be I could, interesting. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I can see how he slowly loses his mind. And there was rumors and I think solicitations that somewhat teased the death of the Joker after all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really sure how I feel about that. But, you know, there can't be a Batman without a Joker. So with Lucius slowly losing his mind, becoming that Joker there would need to be a precedent for some sort of relationship with Mm -hmm. them. And having that story start here with Lucius literally pointing a gun at Luke's face like that. Yeah, that can, that can definitely spark something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I would be down with reading that story, you know? Um, but I just feel like the building of these and granted, you know, we're, I think, a little bit snobbier comic book readers. I'm not scared to say that. We just care about really good writing. <laughs> we we care about good writing. I'm sorry. We don't like everything, you know, like True. if you like everything. It's hard to say what's the best or what's like solid shit. So, you know, we're we're very judgy at times, but I don't know. I just I feel like the way they're going about the story, John Ridley is. He's stacking a lot of things against himself here because if Lucius like succumbs to this Joker toxin that, you know, I again, there is an out because this is apparently a new strain that Punchline helped create. And maybe she's like a whiz when it comes to chemistry. If he's like falls to this when like Alfred and everybody in the Bat family has been through this kind of shit before, it just makes Lucius seem kind of weak, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And then, especially if any of the other family turns as well, it's like you're not really painting that. Like, this is a comic book. I understand you don't, you know, you got to make some villains bad. But then what do you do after this, you know? Like, if, if we get back into the status quo, is Bruce going to be cool with Lucius being the Joker at one point? Yeah, you can come run Wayne Industries, my guy. Why not? Come on. Like, you know? Well, I mean, I think he would. Uh, a la Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that was that was Tim that yeah turned into the Joker, but that was a child. Yeah, but he turned into the Joker when he was an adult. You know, now he had a very traumatizing incident as a child, mm-hmm. and then when he grew up, he ended up becoming the Joker. Uh, spoilers: who have who anybody who hasn't seen that like. 19 year old movie yeah uh but uh it's great it's so good but i i just don't know i don't know how we would come back from that just for the fact that like and it's really hard to say that anything in comics is like too big of a change yeah but i know that's what ridley wants ridley wants to start breaking barriers he wants to destroy the status quo and the social norm in order to write this story. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of been asking for that for people to want to be able to, you know, push the boundaries on a lot of these characters. So if he writes a good enough story, I don't see why it wouldn't be too bad, but it's it, it, when 
it continuity is is just a tricky thing altogether especially when people decide to be like oh well i want to separate people on different earths no i want to bring them all together oh well i kind of want to keep them all together but separate and things get flustered uh, especially when you leave it to maybe one or two people when there is literally an entire universe you need to pay attention to so yeah yeah for sure um yeah, I don't know if Ridley knocks again. I think we've always been hoping that Ridley will knock this out of the park. Uh, we're just being, you know, we're being the fucking pessimists that we are in the current DC, you know, universe. Uh, but it's funny because there was an article recently saying how Tom King is basically pushing or like breaking down the barriers of this too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. weird that ridley and tom king are both doing ridley seems the extreme like i'm going black batman black family like all this stuff like it's just like whoa like that seems like it's going hardcore all tom king is doing to break down barriers is have a batman and catwoman story (laughs) sad i want them to be married (laughs) i just want them to be in love and have a kid superman Uh. can do it like it's like oh my god like it's it blows my mind that that is barrier breaking to have catwoman and batman be married um so you know we'll see we'll see if you heard that i think clay just popped open a beer or something (laughs) i uh i actually have a lot to do tonight so i'm cracking up energy drink so i'm sorry ouchies um all right with that uh i bought g fuel today randomly that's just because you talked about energy drinks i was like i want to try g fuel tell me how um, it is i've always wanted to try it i bought the pewdiepie flavor because oh, would yeah i would 100 <laughs> well it's funny because i asked this on stream you weren't there but i asked like do you guys have a moment where you're super susceptible to buying something that somebody's like preaching to you or whatever because i was like that's me in the morning like i woke up i was super drowsy i was like oh pewdiepie video and I watched it, and I was like, he was like, yeah, if you guys want uh, 30% off G Fuel, I was like, oh, 30% off? Yeah, I'll try it. And I just bought it. <laughs> I, I just straight up bought it. Dude, I think uh, no, that's me in, like, the wee hours of, like, late night, early morning, whenever yeah. I'm doing shit like this. And then mm-hmm. I just, because, I don't, what was it? I've been, oh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff for podcasting equipment. And I'm like, nope, okay. don't do it don't do it like abby just bought you this awesome mic for your birthday don't yeah. do it and i'm just like oh man I'm, I'm i'm gonna stop but last night i uh i was invited to do a uh review of the original mighty Morphin power rangers movie uh-huh. and i'm like okay yeah cool i can watch that and I was the like, one oh, with shit. ivan ooze yeah and i was okay. like oh i was like oh shit where can i watch that and i looked on every streaming service that i have it's not on anything I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me buy it digitally. You can't buy it digitally anywhere right now. Really? really? Wow. So I was like, maybe it's on Amazon to stream. Wasn't there. So I was like, oh, Target. And then right after I bought it, I was like, I want to see if anybody has put the entire thing on YouTube. Somebody put the entire thing on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> but was it in like 240p though? Because that's the worst. I think it's like 48. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it uh, wasn't that great back in the day. Now or whatever. It. Yeah. But I mean, it's a movie that I can't believe I don't have. So I was like. Yeah, uh, that's surprising. Might, yeah, might as well buy it. So it was on yeah. Blu-ray too. 
Yeah. Anyways, that was a random ass tangent. Um, <laughs> but uh, now we're gonna talk about Jeff Johns three Jokers. Now, very interesting here. Me and Clay somewhat had differing opinions on this. Have you yeah. changed at all since? I don't know if you've read this again. I've read this three times now. You've read so, this three times. I read it twice fully. The third time, I was skipping through to see if I missed anything. So two and a half. I've read it once and then skipped through it to like look through the art, see if I missed anything, just random things like that. So I've only read it once. Okay. So, um, so I'll go ahead and talk about it, and then you can talk about your issues that you had with it, um, or you know maybe they were big or they weren't. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. So the the story starts off with the comedian Joker coming home to his family. And it is what looks like a uh, sweet Southern Belle type lady that is making octopus tentacles for lunch. And he's like, what's up, honey? She looks very distraught and scared. I mean, it's a joker. She has the right to be. And he's like, where's uh, Jimmy or what's his name? Where's Junior? Uh, and so he wants the, his son to come down and enjoy it. The son's terrified. He's like, oh, shit, I don't want to go down. And she's like, please, you have to come down or and he's going like, to get started. mad. I, I really like that one. Yeah. Or it, it, it's it's not one because she it happens like two or three times. But yeah. it's just the subtle thing that you see. She's tripping on her words, which shows that she is fearful. Yeah. A lot so of writers do like don't that. do this. A lot of writers do not add these little quirks to characters. So I enjoy that. Um, so he's like, fine, I'll come down. And he comes down and she helps him down the stairs. And he's Joker's already like there cutting the octopus. And he's just asking, like, how's your day? And blah, 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 blah. And joking around. And he's having a good time. And then the criminal Joker shows up and he's like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm having dinner. He's like, with whom? And we go to reality. And it turns out that Joker's having dinner with a teddy bear with one arm and a mannequin. And uh, he was like, myself. Huh. Um, so the Jokers start having a conversation. Now, the interesting thing is criminal Joker grabs the mannequin and he's like, don't touch her. And he's like, this isn't a her. It's nothing. There's only Batman. And he throws it to the ground. And um, it says, this was your idea to bring the Batman to make the Batman onto us. And now one of us is dead. And it goes to the clown, which we know Jason Todd shot in the last episode or last issue. And the fly visual was amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. How, yeah. 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 So it's, it's so good. Like, I know that I don't think anybody forgot that Jason killed this Joker, mm -hmm. but to see it on like the third page, just yeah. to be reminded, dude. And with that creepy ass smile still, dude, mm -hmm. it's his so brains are good. coming out of his head. Yeah, it's like, so good. It's, it's so awesome. Uh, then fast forward, we have we do know in the last uh, ep issue, I always say episode because I, I read these things as movies for people that don't know. Like, I feel like they're episodes to me. Some of the stories they use nine panel pages. Definitely. Yeah, because it moves like a movie. But uh, anyways. Uh, we know that there was different locations that were being called for possible Joker sightings. Uh, and Batman was going to one, and so was the GCPD. Well, they, we get to one of them, and there's Jokerized dogs there in a window, and the police are like, fuck no. 
they're like outside and they're like <laughs> is it good and uh <laughs> And Batman, you can see this like very intimidating silhouette of Batman, which is always the best use of Batman. Um, he he's in there with these dogs, and the dogs are like, "Oh shit!" And it's like Gordon, and they're like, "A uh, commissioner," and there's just blood on the window. And then he's like, "Call animal control," and Gordon's like, "Are they?" And he's like, "They're sedated." So Batman <laughs> won't even kill dogs, y'all. Like that's how much he he adds to his rule. Hey, Christian um, Bale did. Yeah, Christian, he's a gangster. Well, he also killed Rachel Ghoul, but he's like, oh, I don't have to kill you physically. Um, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but what we find out was this was like a senator or something, right? If I'm not mistaken. It was a judge. It was a judge. And uh, the dogs apparently ate him up. They ate his face and stuff like that. But not before he was actually jokerized. So they're just like the the, the characters in the previous issue we know that they've been getting experimented on or they've been getting jokerized. And uh, so what happens here is Gordon's asking questions about it. He's like, why would they do that? And we get interrupted by Batgirl. And Gordon's like, Batgirl? And he's like, did one of the Jokers get away? Did the Joker get away? And she's like, no. And he's like, um, she's like, where's Red Hood? Uh, one thing I found very interesting in here is Gordon thinks Red Hood's a bad guy. He's like, oh, you're after him too. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And he's like, Red Hood's not a criminal, Jim. And then Barbara says, yes, he is. And Batman's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we have this, I love this panel personally. We have the Batmobile riding next to Barbara's uh, Bat Cycle. And they're ta- she's telling him what happened. Mind you, she never mentions the Batarane thing. She yeah. never mentions that she tried to stop him, which I want to know if that's going to play into it later. I think it's not something we have to super look into, but it is something people do when they feel guilty. They leave out yeah. the thing that's incriminating for them. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a nice little thing. She was like, are you going to go after Jason? Like, we have to stop him, blah, blah, blah. And Bruce is being very, like, coy here and he's not being like fuck jason todd we will destroy him with the might of a thousand sons he's not doing that (laughs) he's just driving to go to this other location and barbara cannot she does not understand she's like why are you not pissed like he literally killed the joker and batman's like a joker and she's like it he killed somebody like we have to stop this and then they're talking and this window scene i really enjoyed where you I see don't know like how... her reflection or whatever yeah and he's she's like why are you not like because batman's still guilty that he never helped jason mm-hmm. like he's still guilty and we get that in this conversation and she's like why are you not upset or like why didn't you help him when he came back and he was like because i was hoping he was more like you and that's when the window goes up and you just see barbara's reflection and so we know that Barbara's like the stronger of the group, which I've always thought Barbara's the strongest out of all the disciples, just because she's been through some crazy shit and she's had to basically come up on her own. And then Batman took her in because when she first, yeah. first became Batgirl, he was like, nah, bitch, no boys only. Not only that. And we've talked about how we think that Gordon basically knows that she's Batgirl. Yeah. But like in the sense that, even after the shit that happened with the killing joke, she had to go through majority of that on her own because she didn't want to reveal her identity as yeah. Batgirl to her own dad. Yeah. Like, so 
you know, Bruce is right. You know, she has a strong heart. She has a, like, a very stable sense of reality. Yeah. And, I mean, when he's when he says that, it kind of just, like, hits you in the gut. Yeah. Especially knowing what we know happened at the aquarium. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... From there, we'll talk more about it in a little bit. Uh, we go to the non-strong mentally character of the Bat family, <laughs> Red Hood, who's beating the shit out of more Joker guys. He's just beating the shit out of them. And he's all like, you know, where's Joker? Trying to find out where these guys are at. And it cuts between Batman talking to Barbara and Red Hood beating the shit out of these guys. And he's like, I know where... He's basically he knows where they're at. Or where Bruce knows where he's going. Because they're on their way to go to a Blackgate. Um, and, uh, Barbara's kind of questioning that Red Hood's questioning this guy. And apparently, you know, he knows where to go because the guy has like chlorine on his face or something from the pools yeah. um, or chemicals. And he's like, I already know where to go. So Jason's on his way to find the Jokers. Batman is going to Blackgate and Barbara's like, why the hell are we here? He was like, because the only, I like when I did my crime scene investigation, there was one set of prints on the victim that I didn't tell the GCPD. And she was like, why didn't you tell my dad? Because it's Joe Chill. For people that know dun, nothing dun, about dun. Batman. Yeah. For people that know nothing about Batman, Joe Chill is the man that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. So he does not give a fuck about this guy. And anything, like, if Joe Chill farted in a fucking dark place, he wants to know about it. Because Batman hates Joe Chill. Obviously, as he should. Um, so what I loved about this panel was Bruce is going down these black gate corridors and there is names to other classic Batman characters. We get uh, Rupert Thorne. Well, you're watching the animated series right now, yep. so you know who Rupert Thorne is. He's one of the mob bosses, which we don't see a lot of him. Mm -hmm. um, we see Sartorius Alexander, which is that. What's his face, right? Dr. Uh, Phosphorus. And then we get to Joe Chill. And Bruce is like, just it's. I love when uh, Fabic draws up close Batman, just like that scowling, this like white eyes Batman. Especially when he does the half face shadowed. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. We get a flashback to Joe Chill killing the Waynes. And Batman kicks the door off of this cell with a solid kick that goes flying. He's like, Joe Chill, come out. And Chill's well, not in there. Before he says that, he says, you know who, and then he's like, <clears throat> yeah, you know who I am. And like, yeah. so he probably was using Bruce Wayne's voice. And then he's yeah. like, oh, fuck no, I'm gonna use a Batman voice. And that's when he kicks the door open. Nobody's in there. And Barbara says, oh, well, he's not here. They moved him. He's sick. Yeah. And he's in the hospital wing with cancer. Yeah, so he has stage four cancer. So he is going to die any day now, they say, or any, like, in a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. And Bruce is just like, fucking bitch. Fuck you, cancer. <laughs> like, uh, he needs to suffer more. Um, so uh, we find out that Alfred got a lock on Jason's uh, comms or communicator or whatever. So Barbara and Bruce are going to go find out what's happening. But Barbara's questioning, why would the Joker have anything to do with Joe Chill? And Batman's like, I don't know. So they go to this pool complex. We meet up with um, Red Hood. And I absolutely love that he just pulls a crowbar out of his back. Like, that's always been one of the best things about Red Hood. Um, it's just that crowbar. 
Uh, they have this cool little nonchalant panel where he breaks the lock off and it forms into a smiley face. I literally just noticed that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, no. So I he just he, noticed it. Yeah. So he breaks off the chain and if it, it, it forms like this little smiley face, and uh, Red Hood's going through this like abandoned pool area and he's like, "All right, what's going on in here?" And he's like, "Man," and we just see this pretty much full page spread of this massive pool of naked dead guys, which, you know, you notice that it's always guys. It's never girls. Yeah. Uh, all these dead it's guys. Sexist. Yeah. That are, have been jokerized or get put in this like chemical compound and red hoods like, Oh shit. And he tries to get, I love the detective work here. He tries to get a swab of it and it just like burns. Like it's so acidic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes off his helmet and he is trying to call Batgirl. Uh, she's not getting an answer. And then a Joker comes out of the pool, which this reminds me a lot of Gotham Joker, which pisses me oh, off. Oh God, yeah, it does. Yeah. So very last it, one on the yeah, finale. it looks very terrible. He <laughs> was. It looks like he's about to shoot him, but he kicks him in the face, or he kicks him in the face, and it looks like he's about to shoot him, but then the thing just kind of kills over, so he doesn't end up killing another person. But he gets captured by the Jokers. And then they're like laughing all the way. And they're like, oh, let me take this helmet. So they take his helmet. And uh, what we find out is Joker's basically giving Jason Todd the Barbara Gordon treatment where he got him all naked up and tied him up. Yeah. And um, so Jason Todd is fully naked here. And he's talking to the criminal um, Joker. And he's talking about, like, this is where we kind of start start learning a little bit more about the Jokers. And he says that things happen in threes. So he's kind of playing with this idea. And the Jokers want to make Jason the third Joker since they lost one. Um, and we also reveal, we, we learned that for the criminal Joker, it, it hurts when he laughs is something that he pointed out. Which mm-hmm. I thought that was a very interesting thing that if Joker were to feel pain every time he laughs, that would be... An interesting trait. I feel like we've seen that in some reiteration. Not something that comes to my mind, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's very possible. But I thought that was really cool. Um, so Jason's like, are you trying to turn me into a Joker? Or he's like, so you're the real one. He's, he's what he's telling the criminal. And the criminal one's like, who is Joker really? And then they put on a red hood helmet with the Jokerized ma- smile. Uh, smile. It looks so good. Like, I it's don't suppo- know. Yeah, go for it. Well, I was going to say, it's supposed to be this, like, basically, like, F you Jason Todd thing. Yeah. But because it's freaking Fabric's art, it just, like, I need that to be some sort of skin in the next Jason Todd video game. The Gotham Knights. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty amazing. I want to say I've seen a cosplayer do this, though. That's I awesome. want to say I've seen it before because there is this guy that makes amazing Red Hood helmets. He three prints them and sells them. They're fantastic. Oh, I think um, I think recently uh, I think Dexter Soy mm-hmm. has actually pimped him out because he owns one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I would love to buy one if I had the money to throw away. Although I just I already bought something that I can't I can't buy anymore. <laughs> I just bought G Fuel, guys. I'm, I'm broke. Uh, but anyways, so, um, they ask him, why the hell did you become the red hood? Like, you know, like out of all the things, why'd you become the red hood? And he's like, it's a joke. 
And, um, you know, they're like, it's a joke. Uh, we left you with brain damage and permanent nerve pain, physical and emotional trauma so severe that the only relief you ever find is when you inflict pain on others. You and me, boy, we're more alike than we can admit, uh, than, we, than you'd like to admit or whatever. And then um, he's like, uh, you already know that uh, you nearly died and you blame Batman for, you blame Batman, you hate him for it. So he's basically telling the reader, essentially, why Jason Todd hates Batman. And we yes. know this. Like, yeah. we know it's been deep down. He's always resented Batman for not killing Joker and just mm -hmm. leaving him in the ground. So I thought that was a nice way to kind of retell that story. And but I, then... I love this interaction right after he says that. Because, you know, Joker is like, oh, well, you hate Batman. And he's like, well, I hate him, too. This is Joker talking. Mm-hmm. And Red Hood says, I hate a lot of people. And that's when Joker says, oh, but you hate him the most. Like, yeah, going back on the, you know, the whole Under the Red Hood story about how, you know, he, he had this grandstanding notion that if you truly cared about me, Bruce, if you truly cared about what this son of a bitch did, then you mm -hmm. need to kill him where we stand now. And Batman yeah. still wouldn't do it. And that's what pisses off Jason more than anything. Yeah. That he would let the person that killed his son basically live. Yeah. And of course, this is something that we've already known. But to tell it in such intense circumstances, because the comedian mm -hmm. starts beating the shit out of him with a crowbar. And yeah. I'm sure Jason's had some fucking PTSD here. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the one thing I didn't like is what happens next. Batgirl just fucking kicks this door open. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, before you move on, though, okay. uh, he is beating the shit out of him. But Jason says, you better make sure I stay dead this time. And the Joker says, why would I do that? I'm rooting for you, kiddo. I hope you rise back up and prove us wrong as the Joker. So the Jokers want him to become the next Joker. That's what they're hoping. But they don't think he's good enough to be a Joker, but they're hoping that he proves them wrong. So I thought that was interesting. And then you can go now. She kicks open the door. She kicks open the door and she yells for Red Hood. And Batman's like, we could have come in here quietly. And she's like, oh, well, if Jason is already here, he didn't. I'm like, mm -hmm. is there no scenario in your head that Jason possibly could have been taken captive like he just did? Mm -hmm. And like, they could hear you right now. Like, Barbara is, I don't think she is thinking through this when mm -hmm. this happens. So that was just one little pet peeve that I had here. But this is where it gets really freaky because all those jokerized humans that were in the pool... Yeah. start attacking everybody and well they attack bruce and barbara and they actually get a hold of batman's belt mm -hmm. and it's really weird because they don't really show how they took it off of him mm -hmm. but they somehow get it they accidentally press a button and bruce was like oh shit they pressed the button it's coming and barbara's like what is and the freaking Batmobile comes crashing through the wall and runs over all of those Jokers. Yeah. And I immediately told Juice, I was like, Batman just killed all those people. 
Yeah. I was all like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so like, that's when I read that like, oh, they took his belt. And I mean, it's, it's one of those panel progression things, but in the nine page panel, uh, Barbara says Batman and you see one of the jokers with his arm around Batman and they're ripping the belt off. Okay. So okay. that's where that is. And then they, they turn the button, they press the button. Uh, I actually, cause this was not necessary, but I love that they did it. Bruce was like, we need to get out of the way. And him and Barbara grab hands to like save each other to yeah. pull themselves toward. I like that. That was a nice little thing. Um, and then the, yeah, the Batmobile comes crashing through, runs over all these guys. Barbara is like, we can still save some of them. Um, or, oh, wait. Yeah, one we of can them, still save some of them. And we, then and we, we can save still save Jason. Jason. Yeah. And then one of them says, save me, save me. And she's like, oh, crap. Did they turn him into a Joker? Is this Jason? Is that you? And he and this dude says, not Jason. Ha ha ha. And then he fucking dies. Yeah. So um, so they're searching through all and all these dead bodies are just there um they're searching through this and we see a door that says oops in what i'm assuming is blood and they walk in and jason's just bruised and battered body is just laying there naked and they're like jason uh barbara is like just shocked and bruce is like jason are you he's like don't touch me and uh, he goes crazy he rips off the red hood and uh batman's like are you all right and he's like am i all right like he's like why, freaking why the out. Fuck! Would you ask that question while I'm yeah. naked, beaten? Like, of course I'm not fucking all right. Barbara just saw my dick. I'm not all right. Like, yeah. And he like <laughs> throws his helmet at Bruce, and of course Bruce is like all there. He catches it, and um, he's like, uh, "You put me on this path. Uh, I and I do hate you for it. I hate you for leaving me in the dirt, replacing me with one Robin after another." And that's when Barbara kind of goes over to him and she's like, what do you want, Barbara? Are you going to arrest me? And she's like, no, I just want you to, I just want to take you to a safe place. And so she's like consoling him. And so what we see next yeah, is she does. They, yeah. So we get her, we get to Barbara's apartment. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's asleep. And Bruce is like, all right, I got a few more leads. I got a dip. And she's like, are you Fuck serious? You Batman. Yeah. She's like, what about Jason? He's like, he needs rest. He's like, he could have died tonight. He he killed someone. Like, he needs you here. He's like, Jason, I mean, Barbara, Jason's safe. Uh, and we need to make sure that Gotham is too. That's Bruce's always his end game. Like, yeah, look, I believe in you guys, but Gotham can't protect itself like you guys can. And uh, we get to see Jason waking up from this beating. He sees, he has underwear on now. Um, so just so y'all know. And then he sees barbara's like all of her wheelchair all the stuff from when she like got shot and like just the therapy like the therapy like uh therapeutic books and stuff like that and he's like why do you have all this stuff and she's like doesn't it just remind you of pain and she's like it did she's like but it got me through everything and i had people that cared about me and all that stuff and he was like i didn't have that and you know it it makes her sad like you see that and he was like, they basically are kind of having this very deep conversation. And it leads to Barbara kissing Jason. Did now, you, you notice? Got... Whoa. I, before that, mm-hmm. if you go to the panel where he is turned around and he says, I don't want to be like them, though. I really don't. You believe that, right? 
mm-hmm. she says, I'm willing to, she's blushing. Oh, yeah, she is. Like, if you look at other panels, they did that on purpose. She is blushing at his skin. She's like, ooh, look at all those cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those sexy That's abs. It. Yeah. But then she's like, ooh, but Nightwing. Like, oh, you got see, they don't have Nightwing in here for that reason. Because everybody's going to be like, oh. Because then they would just give ass shot, ass shot, ass shot for nine panels. Basically. And then she'd be all over. She'd be all over Nightwing. But, yes, but anyway. I, I was upset. Because... This book has already been out. Of course, that's why we are reviewing it right now. This book was, or this panel here that shows Barbara and Jason kissing was leaked last Thursday, a day before most reviewers get their copies of the book. And I saw it like literally four hours before we got the copies. I was so mad. Yeah, I was like, don't tell me. I don't know if it's good, bad, sideways. I don't give a shit. Do not tell me <laughs> anything. Because uh, I'm one of those people that, like, I hate when you tell me something's good or bad. Because you're setting up expectations, and I yeah. want no expectations yeah. at all. And I told you, I said, I'm not going to tell you whether it's good or bad. I'm just upset that it it basically was already out into the world, like, what did I say? Like freaking two hours oh. before we even left work that night. Yeah. And I yeah. was just like, how does that even fucking happen? Yeah. But it, I, it has that, to be people that get physical comps. Yeah. That was just the one thing that bothered me to be completely honest. But when it comes to this out of context, I can see why so many people would be like, cause I saw everybody who did look at the spoiler. They were like, cancel dc cancel jeff johns cancel mm-hmm. fabric for drawing this smut like i saw so much yeah. hate towards this one panel without any context mm-hmm. but if you read it um you know she says we shouldn't have done that and she says it was just a moment they were both vulnerable this happens in real life. Now, I yeah. did see some people... It happened that- on iCarly. So if it happened on iCarly, <laughs> it fucking can happen anywhere, okay? I'm just throwing that out there, all right? Oh, man. Freddie saved her life, and she fucking kissed him, okay? They but- didn't get after together after that. <laughs> but freaking, I saw plenty of people still on Tuesday making the comments that DC needs to stop doing this with Barbara, though. Because mm-hmm. apparently she has done this before, not only with Dick, not just with Jason here, but with other characters that she is somewhat either in a relationship or is falling in or out of love with in her yeah. current run or whatnot. She's always that person that uh, somewhat sexually uh, consoles somebody mm-hmm. and people are not really okay with that, which I yeah. can understand. Mm-hmm. But in this context of this book, they write a reason. Okay, it was a moment. We were vulnerable. Let's move past it. That You know, it, what, what was done is done. Yeah. And so we see Batman at the cave, and he starts looking through these criminal files. Mm-hmm. And it says missing criminals, missing clowns, and missing... Oh, no, it just says missing criminals and missing clowns. Yeah, it just says Joker files on top. Yeah. And we see these flashbacks 
of the criminal clown and comedian. Mm -hmm. And Bruce, for some reason, looks at Alaska. Yeah. This is what stumped me because the last few pages, I thought it was supposed to like tease that Joker is in Alaska right now, Mm -hmm. but he's actually crashing into Blackgate. So it didn't really make any sense. I'm sure we will learn about Alaska in the last issue here that's coming up in the next month. Mm-hmm. But we see Joker taking Joe Chill out of Blackgate. And he says, uh, it's time to finally confess, Mr. Chill. Why did you really kill Thomas and Martha Wayne? Yeah. And that's how it ends. And... It is a cliffhanger, but it wasn't the cliffhanger I was expecting, I guess I could say. It's just mm-hmm. like, yes, like you you made it a good point that like there could be a bigger conspiracy behind, you know, what happened to, you know, that that night. Yeah. Now, I don't think it'll go as far as the big conspiracy that Snyder wrote for The Last Night on Earth. I hope not. You know? I don't even but. remember that, to be honest, but I just <laughs> that book, I remember, I just don't want to. But, you know, I am very interested to still see what is going on. Now, you said that I did have problems with this. I did. You did point it out a little bit for the fact that Batman was just a little too calm with mm-hmm. the fact that Jason killed somebody. Yeah. And, you, you know, you made it a point when he said it to Barbara at her apartment that his number one priority is Gotham, not any one individual. So that is a valid argument. But for somebody who has always like, I guess been it, like been on Batman's watch list, especially mm-hmm. Jason for being somebody who is uh, irrational at times can be very eccentric and unpredictable. You know, I would think that Bruce would be angry no matter what. Now, this is a completely different circumstance because we are dealing with multiple Jokers. Now, I am still convinced this is a this is the middle issue. There's one more issue left. I am convinced, and I feel like the pool was proof that the original Joker has been long dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And these other Jokers are just creating each other to keep Joker in Gotham and keep Joker in Batman's life. Yeah. That is one theory I am hoping that doesn't happen. Clay's been right before, so I'm worried. (laughs) Just because he has been right. I forgot what was the big thing you were right about. Uh, Joker being the designer, right? I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping he's wrong here. I'm really hoping he's wrong here. Um. Because I just, I've said it from the start. If there is more than one Joker, I personally think you ruin the character. Now, me and Clay got into a very random ass conversation <laughs> with this talking about subjective and objective and blah, 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 blah. Um, which that's kind of, you had to be there for that. But I just think that there are certain characters in history that you do not fuck with. Clark Kent should always fall from space to Kansas. Bruce Wayne's parents should always be killed in a dark alley. The Joker 
should always be a one man that has one single purpose of going after the Joker. Should I mean going after Batman? He should not be three different people because the reason that makes Joker so great is he is one person doing basically everything the opposite of Batman. Like everybody loves Batman because he is this badass one man guy. And well, I will say, if it is multiple people, then the theory of super sanity would have to be debunked, which you would be happy about. So it's a win lose. You you still yeah, win. I don't know. The super sanity thing is only for stupid readers that believe that. You know, like I rather pretend those people don't exist. Or so. or it's an argument that super sanity does exist because he's able to create multiple jokers. Oh uh, yeah. I Damn. Don't know. But the idea of super sanity is that he's he's aware of that he's in comic he's in a comic book. Like that's the argument that comes along with super sanity. And that's, oh, that's Deadpool stupid. territory. Yeah. That no, get the fuck out of here. Like I do not want anything with Deadpool. It's the reason why I can't read Harley Quinn. I don't like breaking the fourth wall. I do not like it. Um, so yeah. But the one thing I pointed out to Clay here, there was some interesting things. I could be totally looking into this very like deeply. I think the real Joker is the comedian because we've seen that he hallucinates. Now, granted, I know Clay says he's not a big fan of hallucination or dream type things. That's mm -hmm. he made that apparent when we were reading Tom King's run. Yes. Um, and that's totally fine. I get that. Um, but I would take a hallucination story over there being three physical jokers any day of the week. Um, just because I've always thought it would be a cool theory that the Joker changes his personality. It would explain a lot. He's crazy enough to do that and make it work. Um, for some odd reason, though, in the last couple pages, they list the criminal, the clown, and the comedian, but they do it out of order. They do one, the criminal, three, the clown, two, the comedian. I don't know why they would do that unless there's something to really be looked at. And another thing I pointed out to Clay was that the comedian Joker is the one doing all the crazy stuff. He's the one that's beating the shit out of people. He's the one having the dinners with hallucinations. Like it wasn't, I would throw this out the window if the criminal was having the hallucinations and then the Joker was the one beating the shit out of Jason Todd. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still holding on to my theory that there's one Joker and there's something fucked up going on that's going to explain this. I don't know if it is colognes that he has just had play along with him and the comedian's the real one, or if it's going to be surgery or something like that to you know, make other people play I, along. Because I, I also made the argument that there's a moment in the beginning that you were talking about with the entire hallucination, and it is the uh the criminal that throws down the comedian and says uh and now it's because of you one of us is dead mm -hmm. now i could also be looking into this a little too much but one of us m most likely will imply clowns joker mm -hmm. But in my mind, I was like, one of us, do they think of themselves as the same person? Do the Does that mean that they have one unified mind? Can that mean clones, like you were saying? Mm -hmm. That could play a part. 
but even if it's a clone, it's still multiple Jokers. So would that still ruin the story for you if it was multiple clones of the Joker? I think clones is stupid. Yes. Um, I don't think it would ruin it too much, but I still don't like it. There um, would need to be a, a really good explanation. good explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Like why these two were so successful. And but, how are they like, how do they know so much if they're just a clone that yeah. is being created by other people? Like, like, yeah. you know what I mean? They, it's it's not like it's a test tube, baby. Well, the, I think the only thing that I would accept is that Joker created these two clones, being the only two successful ones, because we've seen all the other dead bodies, just for this particular scheme. I don't want the idea that he created two clones years ago to fuck around with people. But... I will say, I know that we've had this conversation about continuity, not continuity. Johns is playing this as a sequel to what was happening in Dark Side War and what was discovered in the Rebirth number one special. Yeah. So, the Mobius chair has said that there is multiple Jokers. At this point, we don't know for how long. Yeah. Um, so, so that kind of throws your thing out of the water, saying that like there has been multiple Jokers for a while now. Yes and no, though, because it depends on how much farther after this it happens. You know, like yeah, if Rebirth time, time doesn't is... happen at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what I pointed out to you is we still have the old Red Hood costume. Mm-hmm. He's still wearing the hockey mask and everything in there. Also, I think what you got confused by is in the last Red Hood issue, they get visited from a Red Hood in the past, and he has his uh, mask. Okay. That okay. might have been what you saw. Yeah. So um, the current Red Hood still has the freaking hockey mask type of uh, thing going on. And here, we know that's very different. And as as you pointed out, the killing jo- this is supposed to be a sequel to The Killing Joke, so it's very possible that not a lot has happened except Barbara would have had to have gotten her legs back. So sometimes has definitely passed. Yes. So it really depends on how much the, I guess the big question would be is how much time has passed since the, the dark side war. That would be, I guess the biggest question, but yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of, you know, the idea that, there's been three clones or three jokers this whole time. I just personally would hate that. Um, I don't think also going with the tried and true hallucination thing would be the best either, but I'd prefer that more over a fucking multiple jokers. I know yeah. it's not the best storytelling, but I'd prefer it. Um, and if they're all in machines that, yeah, fuck that. I don't want that either. <laughs> but, it's all a simulation. It's yeah. a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, so I don't know. But for for what the issue was, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought there was some solid character development. And of course, Fabic is just destroying it on art. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so good. Um, so, I need to go pick up my issues tomorrow. I also want to let you know, mm-hmm. I know you're not going to buy it, but maybe the readers, for some odd reason, would want to attempt it. Issue 3 has a 1 in 415. 
variant? Yeah. What is it? It's unknown. Oh, God. <gasps> what if it's the... What if he recreates the Barbara Gordon smile? Oh, oh that would be amazing. If he was able to do that, if yeah. he legitimately got the okay, from, especially since now it's Black Label, oh, yeah. fuck. I didn't think of that. That would be nuts. I will say, our comic shop mm-hmm. has already bought one. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. So they're going to have 400 plus issues? I don't know if somebody has already claimed it, Uh but my old comics manager, Rob, we both know Mm -hmm. him, has told me that they have, in fact, already bought one. But I can't remember if it was already claimed or not. Do they? So they're getting 400 plus issues? Of just the third issue. God damn. Yeah, uh, so they have to bank on this issue being so good that regardless of what happens to John's name, this story will sell. Holy shit. That's now, ballsy. As I said, any shop can do this. So if you are interested in it, now be careful with what you ask for because if a shop is not very successful and you're wanting that variant, there is a big, big, big possibility that they will ask you to pay up front half of the cost that it would take to get that variant, which would mean you would have to pay for 200 issues to get that one. And this book's what's like a $5 book. Yep. So at cost, so at cost, this book is at least two bucks. Yeah. So $400. You would have to pay about? 400 And that's that's just to get this book. This yeah. one in 400 Depending on if they release the image before or after, that could raise the price. Especially now that you've made me think that it could be that variant. That variant would be insane. That dude. will go through the roof. That's such a smart thing to do, though. Like, especially if you want your final book to sell like gangbusters. Well, but like, that's what Rob was saying. It wasn't even the first issue. It's the last issue that they did that. Yeah, that's smart. Because if people got pissed with this Barbara kissing Jason thing, now you're just like, oh, well, if you want this one in 400, whatever. That's pretty smart. Jeff Johns, man. He knows how to sell shit um but yeah i again i enjoyed it um i thought you know you had some valid arguments but i think as being somebody who's read a lot of batman i've seen those things in different different scenarios and i'm like ah, it's not that bad um but i am interested to see where this is going to go because i've enjoyed the first two dc as of late and all of their solid writers have done this they haven't been sticking the landing and that's the only thing I'm worried about is if they stick the landing here. Um, but we'll see. Jeff Johns did. He stuck it with Doomsday Clock, I thought. So, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see with Three Jokers. I don't think. Would you say Doomsday Clock was more anticipated than Three Jokers? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Now, I will say this 
this book is literally um two or three four almost five years in the making yeah but i feel like more people were interested in the confrontation or at least interaction of a dr manhattan and superman that's true. Or a Rorschach and Batman. So I think that was more anticipated than this. Yeah, I can agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still waiting for that like omnibus hardcover of of that of Watchmen. Uh, Doomsday oh, Clock. yeah, Doomsday Clock. Yeah, yeah, because they only have the volumes out right now. So. I'm waiting for that. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clay, you got anything to pimp out on uh, this uh, week? Yeah, so I will have a Saturday show. So if you were listening to this, it'll most likely already be up. So go check out Fanboy Comics Podcast. Um, this week, I dropped a review of Richard Stark Parker's The Hunter. Really mouthful of a title. But I reviewed it with a really good friend of mine, Chris Balga. Um, I had never heard of those books before. It's actually an adaptation of the Parker series. Uh, and the person who wrote Andrew was uh, Darwin Cook. So it looks gorgeous. Nice. And it's basically, uh, do, you, do you know the movie Parker with Jason Statham? Where he's no, I don't a... watch a lot of Jason Statham stuff. Besides yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. But like but... there's, uh, there's, there's a point blank there is uh payday with mel gibson uh-huh. like all of those movies are based off of the parker novels okay. and uh darwin cook did an adaptation and he did a trilogy i've only read this first one uh wanted to review it with the, uh with my friend chris it was really really fun uh, nice so i would highly recommend you guys check it out uh so i will have that I will have a Saturday show. And then also this coming Monday, I should have a volume five review of black Clover. Nice. So um, if you guys have not noticed in the description, I have went to a link tree link. I have told clay to do this. I don't know if he has done this yet. I still need to make mine. So uh, it's a lot easier for you guys to check this out. I have it on my Instagram. I'm sure once he gets his, he'll do the same thing. But if you click these Linktree links, it'll take you to every one of our socials, uh, streams, anything you want to find. You can put anything in there. Shops, because I have so much crap. If you want to see anything from me, go to my Instagram, click on my Linktree. It'll have my Twitch, my Twitter, my merch shop, because I have a lot of merch stuff. Uh, anything, anything you want. You can go to these Linktrees. So Clay will hopefully have that up fairly soon. Um, <laughs> so you can check out all of these podcasts and anything else he's doing. Um, for me, you can definitely come to the live streams. I did one earlier today as I was recording this. We've been playing Among Us a lot. It's been fun accusing friends that they're posters and they should die and we should throw them out into space. It's been a good time. And I've been bamboozling people left and right. I got more people today. It was fantastic. Um, but anyways, come hang out on the Twitch stream. Some of you guys already do. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, and then, of course, you can always check out my TikTok and, of course, my Juice Reacts channel, which is getting near 5,000 subscribers. Hopefully, we'll be breaking it by this weekend. So we'll be checking that out. I'm really excited for that. 
Uh, but that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm. Are we getting 100 this week? Next I, podcast has 100. I don't know if we have 100 this. I'm hoping that we do. Were we I, supposed to? We didn't cover 99 on the last podcast, right? Uh, I don't know. We did. It, no, it wasn't last podcast, but it was the one before that. So Wait, no. we should we should be getting because I think they were going to be off a week. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully next podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we will have the continuation of joke or the conclusion is what I should say of Joker War. It is the last Batman book I am buying physically. That is not Tom King's Batcat because I'm cutting myself off from buying Tinian's run. I'm done with it. I'm over. I just want to complete that hundred issue run, which at this point, I don't even give a fuck about those final 15 issues. Like I'm just going to be <laughs> it's going to be issue 85 from Tom King and then Batcat number one. Like, that's going to be my run. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about uh, Tinian's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll that'll be how that goes, ladies and gentlemen. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. See you guys next time. Batman! News Weekly!